Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. That was a lot better the second time, Holden. You got it this time. Good job. <laughs> yeah, we're having uh, some mic difficulties. It's, uh, it's, it's a rough we're day. We're having some host difficulties. I no, think. it's not my fault. I'm doing all I can. Anyway... I let you do the notes one week, Olden. (laughs) (laughs) Every other week. One time every other week. (laughs) One time every other week. Uh, We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of Jojo Rabbit and surprise, cats. Yep, it's cats week. Cats week, folks. Buckle up. That one movie podcast. Tom. But first, let's do some Toms, Jimmy. Oh, let's do the Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. Tom's is a rapid fire game where we rate. You no, know, it's not a game. God, it is a game. God, I got you. I still need to. I need to change. I'm changing it right now in the notes. I okay. haven't changed it what yet. What are you going to change it's it to? Segment. Yeah. Rapid I'm gonna, fire segment. I'm going to keep going into the game. <laughs> it's is more it, exciting, Holden, if you call it a game. Here, segment. I just messed up my entire notes. By because the it. listeners get to play along. They get to rate it, too, along with us. But they can still do that if it's a segment. Yeah, but it the game is insinuates no listener engagement, participation. Listen, in your weeks, you can call it a game. In my weeks, it's a segment, all right? I'm doing the notes. Well, as the inventor of the Toms, I disagree with that. All right. Okay. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment (laughs) on a scale of three famous Toms. Furball. You got a little furball there in anticipation of cats. Three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw being the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Okay, Holden. I want to, since... Since there's a possibility I might start using this on a, a somewhat professional website, I want to clarify where we get our news from, just so we're not just like coming out with it from nowhere. We get our news largely from Screen Rant, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, Collider, Collider, and yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, I'll I if, Variety if and Hollywood Reporter like the main two. Yeah. I would say if we if if it's some, from somewhere else, we'll clarify. I'll probably start saying this at the beginning of every episode, just so we uh, so we know. Anyway, um, plagiarism's bad. Plagiarism, especially is bad. if you want to be a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so let's let's get to it, Jimmy. Uh, first things first. Believe it or not, we've got some more uncharted news this week, Jimmy. <laughs> Our favorite thing. It's not. It's not another week in in time without Uncharted news. Oh yes. Uh, so supposedly they're gonna actually start filming this movie next month, Jimmy. It's starting soon. Who's the director uh, this time? Uh, currently, no director is confirmed. Last we had heard, Ruben Fleischer, the director of Venom and uh, uh, the Zombieland movies, was in talks. It hasn't been confirmed yet. I would guess he's gonna be confirmed within the next couple weeks. 
Okay. But he, he's who, probably who we're getting. Um, and Tom Holland said in an interview, since he's doing his press tour for the new Pixar movie Onward uh, right now, he said in an interview that it's gonna that Uncharted 4 is going to be the biggest influence on this movie out of all the games. Oh, that's a broke, huh? Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a good game. Please be good, Uncharted. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably... That's probably because there's some young Nathan Drake stuff in it. Yeah, I guess. That would be my guess, because they're probably not going to take a lot of the other But I mean, stuff. just like the, it's the way it's told, the storytelling, the... Yeah. Is yeah, Sam Drake going to be in it? Maybe. Don't know who yet. Is Sam older or younger than Nathan? Sam's older. Okay. I didn't remember that. Anyway... Uh, I'm going to give this Uncharted news a Brokaw. Maybe we'll finally get this movie someday. I'll get a Brokaw, too. I just want a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> March 2021. Here we come. Um, so this was a big thing this week that I discussed with you a couple, uh, like probably an hour ago. Um, so there was a new Star Wars movie that was announced this week. Um, in addition to all the other Star Wars movies slash shows that are currently in the works, there's a new one happening. Um, with J.D. Dillard as the director. He's the director of a movie called Slight. I'd never heard of it, and I don't really know anything about it. I feel uh, like I've heard of this person, though. He, he hasn't done anything else? No. Maybe you're thinking of J.D. Salinger, the, no, the author the of author Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> J.D. Dillard? I'm looking him up. You talk. You keep talking. Okay, anyway. Uh, so he's the director of this movie called Slight, and uh, the writer's going to be Matt Owens, who is a writer on Luke Cage, which is, I think, a, a good show on Netflix. Um, so there was a big thing in the articles I was reading that indicated that it was going to be set on the Sith planet Exegol, which is, if you've seen The Rise of Skywalker, that's where, like, all the, that's where the Emperor is at, that planet, you know? Big, big pyramid planet, you know, <laughs> um, with all the Star Destroyers. Um, but from what I understand, and I'm going to reread this article pretty, pretty later. I'm sure it's not a pyri- pyramid on that planet, but you keep it talking. It looks like a pyramid. Um, I think you need to take a geometry <laughs> class. Um, I'll pull it up. I'll see if it's a pyramid. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, the, but the if you read the original article on Hollywood Reporter, it was an exclusive scoop uh, that they had. Um it actually doesn't look like that's where it's going to be set. It, I think that they use that as like a joke in the article or as like some sort of metaphor. And maybe it like didn't come across that way to everyone. But from what that's, I think it was pretty obviously like not. I think they just have no idea what the plot is, which makes it's a sense. trapezoid on Exegol. Oh, it is a trapezoid. There we go. Um, any, any, <laughs> anyway, so I don't think that's where it's going to be set, but there have been rumors that it might be released on Disney Plus. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of a Disney uh, of a Star Wars movie on Disney Plus, Jimmy? I do not want a feature length Star Wars movie to, to debut on Disney Plus, nor do I want a Star Wars movie taking place on Exegol because we've had one of those and it was yeah. not very good. And it's I mean, luckily, that's probably not what's going to happen unless so. they somehow guessed it right. Or something. I'll give this a Bergeron. For <laughs> Same now. here. More Star Wars stuff. Whatever. Um. So this one, Jimmy, you messaged me in middle of the week, and I'm just kind of like, whatever. It's the the full bat suit. We finally got our first look at it. Unofficial first look of the bat suit because it was definitely some photos taken, um, that people just kind of seeing on set. Uh, Robert Pattinson and his stunt double in the suit. Um. Jimmy messaged me as like, wow, I do not like the new bat suit. And I looked at it. I'm like, it's all right. I don't like the cowl. 
I don't like the cowl either, but I don't think the, it, like, the rest of the, the suit, suit is fine. I do not like the cowl. I really, it's very off-putting to me. Okay. I don't, it was, it was whatever. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, like, I. It made it, me scowl when I saw it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was, uh, last week when we got our first look in the teaser, I said I'd wait to make my judgment until we get a f- full look. But I think I'm still going to wait because this was just like a set photo and so i don't know like i assume when we get an official like first uh, like an official first look it might even look better we'll see agree to disagree on that one i'm okay. giving this a bombadil i'm gonna give it a bergeron because i don't care the, on a somewhat related note i was seeing like when i was doing my research it was people were like oh we also got our first look at catwoman all right People are like, oh, man, look at this. It's literally just Zoe Kravitz in, like, a motorcycle helmet <laughs> and, like, a leather jacket. It's, like, wow. not even a Catwoman. Co- like, okay. I doubt that's what her costume is. It was just kind of, like, hyped for no reason. Wow. So that'll get a bombadil. People need to shut up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, uh, This was some... Uh, this was interesting when I heard this happening this week. Uh, there's a new Borderlands movie being made. Is no, there, has there already been a Borderlands? No, movie? when I say new Borderlands, I just mean a Borderlands <laughs> movie. There's not a Borderlands <laughs> movie already. Um, so Borderlands is a very popular video game series for those of you who don't know. Um, and it's it's very well known for its like just wild sense of humor that I think is more hits than misses. I think it's a very funny game. Some pretty fun gameplay too. Um, but currently, uh, Eli Roth is set to direct it. Uh, if you know, what? E- yeah, you know Eli Roth. That surprises that me. That guy, he's a horror director of Cabin Fever and Hostel. It's a bunch of movies that aren't like great critically, but a lot of people like them. He's also just in a lot of Tarantino movies. Yeah, he was the Bear Jew in uh and Inglorious Bastards. So that's a good character in that one. Yeah. Um. So, and this script is going to be written by the creator of Chernobyl. I. For some reason, I didn't write down his name, but it's the creator of the HBO miniseries Chernobyl, which is very, very good and also won a bunch of awards and stuff. So that's good. It's going to be written by him. Slash her. It could be it. I don't know who it is. <laughs> what do you think, Jimmy? On a Borderlands movie? Uh, Bergeron, because I haven't played him. Okay. I will give it a Bergeron, too, because I want to wait to see. But I think it's people who could do well. Sure. Um, there is some more news. Uh, we got some Sony news this week. Sony, uh, Sony, uh, Sony wants Spider-Man to continue to be in the MCU. Uh, reportedly, there's this was I don't know what the interview was for this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would just make them more money. Yeah, well, it was like so. It was like the chair, the head chair person, whatever you call him at Sony. The head chair. It's the, the head chair <laughs> that it's in in charge of all the other I chairs. Have, I have a lot of scatterbrained thoughts this week. I'm just not speaking well. But um, anyway, so the the head person. The, well, the chair is at least the sitting president of the company right now. Yeah, that was a joke. Okay. Because chair sitting. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. I hope um, some of our listeners got it. <laughs> um, but so Sony wants uh, the Spider-Man deal to continue uh, in the MCU. Uh, the current deal is uh, Tom Holland will appear in a third Spider-Man movie and then also an unnamed uh, third like crossover movie, maybe an Avengers movie or something. We don't know yet. Um, 
But Sony's president, I think it was their president, said that he uh, he saw it as like a win for Sony, for Disney, and for fans because Sony and Disney get a lot of money, and then the fans are happy. So makes sense. And also, if they say this, if Disney backs out of the deal, they can say, well, it's Disney's fault. Yeah. Very good PR move on their part. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give it a Brokaw. I want Spider-Man to stay in. Brokaw. Yep. Um, this was interesting. Some more Sony news. Um, so Sony's Marvel movies, Morbius and Venom, seem to be having some even more direct MCU connections. Um, the, there's an official Flash Thompson Instagram, because if you know him from the Spider-Man movies, he's in the new ones. He's shown to be quite savvy with the social medias, like still do the live streams and the Instagrams. You know, not with the like the new Flash Thompson. <laughs> OK, regardless, though, uh, he's in it. And he apparently on his Snapchat or on the official Instagram story, he like posted this uh, picture of like a Daily Bugle newspaper. And it says like the headline is where is Spider-Man? But like like one of the other headlines is like Cletus Cassidy escapes, who is who Cletus Cassidy becomes carnage. Um, And then he also types something about like, man, I remember a time back before like robots giant like flying robots and vampires weren't ravaging the world and stuff which is a hint towards morbius great so getting some direct connections in there jimmy i don't like that (laughs) i don't really either unless they're good but venom wasn't good i doubt it i doubt it too venom 2 maybe because andy circus and he got like a good cast. Like the it was just like the script was really bad in the last one. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give it a Bergeron. Bergeron. Um. So Mulan, it's coming out soon. We'll be yeah. reviewing it for the podcast. Got a PG thirteen rating, Jimmy. Wow. And this is unique because it's gonna the f- hit the hurt their pocketbooks, huh? Yeah. Disney. Every other di- live action Disney remake thus far has uh, been a PG rating. Which, I mean, is obviously to widen the audience that will go see it. But this has me more excited for Mulan. Because the original Mulan was like a G-rated animated movie. And it was very good. But, like, based on the trailers we've been getting, the fact that it looks like it's quite a bit different than the animated movie. Like, it'll be a new take on it. And the fact that it's going to be, like, PG-13, this will get me excited for it, Jimmy. I think we need a Tarantino Mulan movie. Yeah, (laughs) that'd be pretty good. Oh, I'm sure he'd be real sensitive about that culture. Classic Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that bodes well. I'm glad they're not just making it super clean and polished mm-hmm. to make more money. They probably didn't mean for it to be PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I guess. That's cool. We'll get some violence. Maybe we'll get one one F word in this movie, <laughs> in this Disney movie. That'd be pretty good. I thought you get two. I think it depends on the context. Okay. Most times I think it's one, but the Martian got away with like six. What? And it was PG-13. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It was weird. Well, it broke I broke off for the Martian and yeah, broke off for Good the for the Martian, huh? I'm looking at this. I'm fact checking you, Holden. Okay. We okay. only want <laughs> accurate information on this podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, I just typed in broke off. <laughs> the search... Uh, Jimmy, you seen the new Planet of the Apes movies? Nope, none of them. 
All right. Well, I'll just relay this information to those who care then. Um, so there's a, Disney is planning on making a new Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, it was owned by Fox, but now obviously the Fox uh, film properties are owned by Disney. So they're planning on making a new one. The Apparently they have a director assigned. I don't know if this was news we just didn't know about. I mean, maybe it was a week that you did it and you didn't care because it was Planet of the Apes. But uh, it's going to be directed by a guy named Wes Ball. I know nothing about him. Uh, but he apparently came out after some like talk on Twitter was happening and he said it will not be a reboot. Uh, and he said, quote, Caesar's legacy will continue. So that means it will be a sequel to War of the Planet of the Apes. Will Caesar finally get a, a salad dressing named after him? I sure hope so. Uh, yeah, the new trilogy is pretty good. I really like pretty much all of them, I think. You should see him, Jimmy. I should. Matt huh? Reeves directed two of them. He's doing the new Batman movie. Yeah, he is. So you should see him. See He's if better you like at him. Uh, designing apes and bat suit, apparently. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not even his <laughs> That's job. That's definitely not his job. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give it a Brokaw. I'd like to see. I don't want them to reboot it yet. He's got the final say on the bat suit, though. So ultimately, the buck stops with him. Almost uh, certainly. I don't know. Maybe Robert Pattinson does. No, he definitely doesn't. Um, Do you want to... <laughs> Do you want me to tell? Do you want me to talk about Trump's reaction to Parasite winning the the, hot, the best picture? Sure. Okay. Um, so I'm going to quote what uh, our president Donald J. Trump uh, said about Parasite winning. This was at some sort of uh, rally, I, I assume for his re-election or something. Uh, he said, "And the winner is a movie from South Korea. What the hell was all that about? We've got enough problems with South Korea with trade. On top of that, they give them the best movie of the year. Was it good? I don't know. Let's get gone gone with the wind back, please. Sunset Boulevard. So many great movies. Does he realize that movies have to be made within the last year? Yeah. <laughs> also, isn't Gone with the Wind like on a slave plantation? I think so." I mean, it's probably a great movie. I've never seen it. I'm not sure if I ever will see it because it's like three and a half hours. At least. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't think he avidly follows movies. I'm trying to look at this Martian thing. They somehow found a loophole with the thing. I think it was four. Oh, okay. F words. I don't know. I'm trying to read and listen to you at the same time. Yeah. Maybe you should do this research before the podcast. huh? I didn't know. Okay. (laughs) I haven't seen the Martian. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to give Trump's reaction a Bergeron because I'm not going to give a reaction. <laughs> I don't want to get I'm political. Not even, I'm not going to rate it. Let's right. just go on. Holden. All Bring right. Politics. We That's, said we wouldn't talk about politics on this show, Holden. I think we'll uh, we'll keep it in this segment, but we won't give it a rating necessarily. But uh, we mentioned at dinner the Razzie Awards nominations are coming. Uh, just came out. I'm going to just kind of run through them. We don't have to spend too much time on them. Once I uh, pull it up, where is it at? Maybe you should have gotten this ready before the podcast. <laughs> Maybe holds. I should have. Huh? Uh, well, you're giving me some time to read this Martian thing. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Here. The nominations are in. Where are they? No. Okay. This is really slowing down the podcast. Oh, here we go. Check out the entire film list here. You're you're really listening to the inner workings of the podcast right now. Um, okay, here we go. So you want to hear the nominations for worst picture, Jimmy? Sure. Okay, here we go. Rambo Last Blood. Nice. A Medea Family Funeral. It wouldn't be a Razzie's if they didn't nominate a Medea movie. Uh, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Uh, The Fanatic. 
starring John Travolta, mm-hmm. and Cats. Cats has got to win, right? Oh, it definitely will. The Razzies is a lot more like, I mean, the Oscars are the same way to an extent, but the Razzies are more blatant that it's like a popularity contest. I think maybe it's even the public that votes. So the cat, so Cats will definitely win. A uh, worst actor. James Franco for Zeroville, which I don't know what that is. David Harbour for Hellboy. Matthew McConaughey for Serenity. Sylvester Stallone for Rambo Last Blood. And John Travolta for both The Fanatic and Trading Paint. It's got to be Travolta, right? Oh, yeah. He's literally nominated twice. Travolta for Wild Dogs. Also, David Harbour is, like, the best part of Hellboy. Like, I I think he's, like, pretty good in that role. I don't know. That's dumb. Worst actress, Hilary Duff in The Haunting of Sharon Tate, Anne Hathaway in The Hustle and Serenity, Francesca Hayward in Cats. I think she's the main one in Cats. Uh, Tyler Perry as Medea in A Medea Family Funeral, and Rebel Wilson in The Hustle. Tyler Perry? (laughs) As the worst worst actress. I like that one. Um, Worst supporting actress, Jessica Chastain in Dark Phoenix, Cassie Davis in A Medea Family Funeral, Judi Dench in Cats, uh, Vanessa Pineda in Rambo First Blood, and Rebel Wilson in Cats. Rebel Wilson in Cats. But she's funny in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, she is. Legitimately. That's so, yeah, she's in both these. It's like polar opposites because I went in, Well, we'll get into it when we talk about the movie. I'm not going to get into it right now. Um, we're supporting actor James Corden for Cats, Tyler Perry for a Medea family funeral as Joe, Tyler Perry in a Medea family <laughs> funeral as Uncle Heathrow, Seth Rogen in Zeroville, and Bruce Willis in Glass. I was hoping Tyler Perry was just going to be the other four nominations. <laughs> that would be really funny. I don't Probably Tyler Perry. I don't know. It's, a Medea family funeral might be worse than Cats. Cats we is really good. We're okay. Listen to request. Let's get it going, folks. Worst screen combo. This has some of the best ones. Okay, worst screen combo. (laughs) Any two half feline, half human hairballs from Cats. Jason Derulo and his CGI neutered bulge in Cats. (laughs) Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry or Tyler Perry in a Medea family (laughs) funeral. Sylvester Stallone and his impotent rage in Rambo Last Blood. And John Travolta and any screenplay he accepts. (laughs) John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it to him. Even though I really like Jason Derulo and his CGI yeah. Nerd Bulge. Uh, worst director, Fred Durst for The Fanatic, James Franco, Zeroville, Adrian Grunberg, Rambo, Last Blood, Tom Hooper, Cats, Neil Marshall, Hellboy. It's got to be Tom Hooper. All oh, right. Yeah. That Tom is Hooper. just, I mean, it, like, popularity. Without contest. getting too far into the review, like, that is the problem with Cats, is like the direction and the writing. and Yeah. Just, yeah. Worst screenplay, Cats. Yeah, it's yes, Cats. It's, it's definitely Cats. cats. <laughs> the other options are The Haunting of Sharon Tate, Hellboy, A Medea Family Funeral, and Rambo Last Blood. It's Cats. It, well, if any of those movies have a plot, it's better <laughs> it's than Cats. It's better than Cats. Uh, worst remake, ripoff or sequel, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Hellboy, A Medea Family Funeral, and Rambo Last Blood. Well, it's not Godzilla or Dark Phoenix. No, probably so not. Those movies weren't great, but they're not. It's probably not Hellboy. Like it has to be Medea, right? Like that. Ha- that's probably the worst one. I mean, we didn't see Rambo. That could have been just terrible. It could have been. I don't know. I'm gonna give it to Medea because those movies just like seem terrible. Um, worst reckless disregard for human life and public property, which is a new category for this year. Uh, dragged across concrete. I don't know what that is. The haunting of Sharon Tate. 
Hellboy, Joker, and Rainbow Last Blood. Joker got nominated. Yeah. Well, nice. it's I I've rationalized it as since it's disregard for public property, like it made that staircase oh, it, like yeah, such a big sure. tourist attraction. And everyone hates that. Yeah, I'll give it to Joker. For yeah. That. Also, you like just gets hit by cars a bunch <laughs> in that movie. Just check the road, man. Yeah. Look both ways. And the last uh, one is the Razzie Redeemer Award, which is like this is like a good award. Uh, Eddie Murphy and Dolomite is my name. Keanu Reeves and John Wick three and Toy Story four. Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers and Will Smith and Aladdin. <laughs> okay, it's gotta go to that. Adam Sandler, right? Probably. That or Keanu Reeves, probably. Yeah. I mean, apparently Dolomite is My Name is really good, but I haven't seen it. Uh, Cats did have the most nominations, though. It's telling me. Medea Family Funeral and Rambo Last Blood, a co- close second. Tied for close second. All right. Is that the, are those the Toms yep. for the week? Yep. Get excited for the Razzies. We'll, we might react to the winners. All right. Are we starting with the good news or the bad news first, Gerald? I want to talk about Cats. All right. We're talking about Cats. <laughs> Buckle up. So, Jimmy, you said the good news or the bad news. When I said cats, I meant the good news. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, this will be our non-spoiler review. So if you haven't seen cats, you'll... <laughs> a, good for you. Yeah, you, you made and a wise B, you choice. Might have, I would say you can skip through the spoilers. The The time codes will be in the description. When we get to that point, you'll you be just, able to pause it. Do you just want to spoil it, though? Should we just spoil? Well, no, let's give a two-minute non-spoiler. Okay. And then we'll dive in. <laughs> I just, you can talk about why this movie is bad without spoiling it. That's true. But stay tuned for the spoilers, even if you haven't seen it. Because okay. this movie, you don't, you just don't see this movie oh at this point God. if you don't, if you don't want to, I guess. Um, <sighs> but when we get to Jojo Rabbit, it'll be non-spoilers first. Yeah. Then pause it when we get to spoilers. It'll be very obvious. Check the time codes. You can skip over it if you haven't seen it yet. And listen to the rest of the podcast. And, of course, come back to it later and, and listen to the spoiler uh, review after you've seen the movie. Let's get yeah. started, Holden. Yeah. All right. So non-spoilers. Talk about cats. So we the reason I said we, sh- we, d- we like, shouldn't have to talk about spoilers v. non-spoilers because, like, this movie has no plot, which is the <laughs> biggest problem with this movie. Because, like, this movie is bad in almost every sense. But the worst part about it is the fact that there is no plot to this movie. Absolutely nothing has any consequence. You don't have like you don't know anything about any of the characters. The main character is just like a point of view character, but she doesn't have like any personality or like any arc or anything. She says like eight words. Yeah. And she's just like she kind of just gets thrown around and stuff. This movie, like at the beginning, you know, like as much at the end of the movie as you do by the beginning. It's just there's like nothing. I mean, there's a semblance of a plot. They're all there's the Jellicle cats, and they're gonna make the Jellicle choice. What does that mean? Oh, who I couldn't tell you. I watched the whole movie, <laughs> uh, and the cats all want to be the Jellicle choice. But Idris Elba's character is like, nope, I'm gonna be the Jellicle choice. And if you try to be the Jellicle tro- choice, I'll make you disappear into a boat in the middle of the Thames River in London. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. (laughs) That's the plot. The problem with this movie is around two thirds of it is just musical numbers introducing new characters. At least, like the 
like even like you're like, even later in the movie, even like the last numbers, all of them are very focused on one character. Every single number is focused on a single character, either introducing them or just like explaining who they are. But like, there's it, there's no, no character. There are no character arcs. Most of the character, other like, than like, like kind of afraid to like accepted. Yeah. Twice. Like that's like duplicated for two characters. Yeah. A lot of the characters that are like introduced via the songs in this movie just like disappear after the songs mm-hmm. are sung. And like maybe they'll pop up later in like a little bits, but like they're not important to the plot at all. Yeah, they don't advance anything, do no. anything. No. It um nothing happens. No, <laughs> like there's there's nothing to talk about with that. <laughs> it's just it's so it's so unapologetically boring. And like well, I'll talk about it in spoilers and specific like songs and scenes and stuff, but like it starts out and it's just like disturbing and weird and like uncomfy for like the first maybe quarter of the movie, but then most of the rest of it is just really boring. It's just boring. Yeah. More than like, anything else. There's just like nothing. And the movie isn't even that long. It's like an hour and 40, I think. It, it's like, just it, nothing. I mean, yeah. it, it is. I mean, I, I, we were. <laughs> there's this scene where they're like auditioning to be the Jellicle cat. Yeah. Choice, whatever. And I was like, this has been going on for 10. Like, it's just audition after audition. I'm like, this has gone on for 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm falling asleep. I'm just going to fall asleep for the next 10 minutes. Sure enough, just took a little cat nap in there. <laughs> if you thought that joke was funny, you'd think this movie was hilarious because those jokes are about as funny as that yeah, in this movie. It certainly was. Um, I woke up and they were still just auditioning to be the Jellicle choice. Did and you I actually had, take a nap? Yes. Oh, my God. I did not miss a single thing. <laughs> they were at the same point. I 10 minutes of this movie, 20 minutes of this movie. Nothing, literally nothing changes except Idris Elba just kidnaps a few or catnaps a few people onto a boat. Oh my God. There's this one. Okay, we can just. uh, You know, the special effects, I honestly don't think are terrible. really bad. I don't think. I think it's just the direction. It had this actually had a story, some character arcs, a good script. I honestly don't think the performances are that terrible. I just think the direction is really bad and the script is really bad. I think I think the CG and stuff is pretty bad. And like what are you supposed to do though? Like what is the alternative? Literally do like I mentioned it to you earlier. I it would have been way better if they had just done costumes. Would it have? Yes. I 100% think it would have been. If they had just done, like, it didn't necessarily have to be, like, a filmed version of the actual musical, but if they just had people in costumes, it would have been better. The ideal way, though, would just do it animated. Why would you not just do it animated? That makes more sense, I think. Yeah. Like, if you really want to do it live action, I say do it in costumes, but, like... Like, (laughs) what sort of animation style are you talking I would be okay with 2D animation, but well, like they'll not they won't do 2D animation. No, they won't. I What I if know. they did it Lion King style? I guess. I think that would look bad. That w- I feel like that would look worse. I no. No. Well then what do you do with their faces? I don't I don't know. Like 
But the thing about Lion King, I mean, I but guess even we didn't if you change it. the animation style, this movie is just nothing. I yeah, mean, like no. literally, you could Regardless. overall everything in this movie with the the effects, the animation, no. the style, it I is not, absolutely nothing. No, I do not think the visuals would really change my thoughts a whole lot. But I do think it's they're like bad because there's a I lot. Really of just don't like, think so. There's honestly. there's a, there's a lot of just like. There's just a lot of like problems. We saw. Oh, we should. We should what mention. I would say we shot. My biggest gripe with the visual effects is not necessarily the style, just the inconsistency. Of yeah, it. we did. We saw. We're pretty sure we saw the unedited version because uh, we saw it in the. Uh, there's like a kind of cheap theater in Sioux Falls that they get the movies after they're like out of theaters. So we went there and saw it, and we're pretty sure the version they had was the version yeah, before I, they sent multiple out the patch. Times, multiple times saw Judy Dench's uh, wedding ring. Yeah, and, and there were just con- characters with, like, human hands. And I'm convinced that that's not even, like, un- or incomplete CGI, like, when they released it. they I don't think they even considered that because there's just so many inconsistencies mm-hmm. across the board with the effects I, that I don't think they even had this uniform design language between all the cats and I think like and I thought I think they just played it off as oh that was incomplete people want that changed let's just change it well and I think I mean the faces like I had I had read about this before too and I was noticing it the faces just like don't work on the bodies for the most part like some or I mean sometimes they're all right I guess but most of the time they're like weirdly floating off it kind of I think the collars looked weird yeah the that collars too. had some weird uncanny valley like yeah movement and yeah floatiness to them and i think like the the sets and environments don't work because it's another sense of inconsistency i never got like a sense of how big these cats were yeah i thought i think the scale was inconsistent but like actual the actual design of the sets and the environment like beyond that i actually liked i was just confused by the rules of this universe like is this the real world and these cats are existing within it, and this is how they perceive it. Perceive it. Perceive <laughs> it. God, you're as bad as this movie. Or is this an alternate universe where it just people are cats? Yeah. Because I would just think that, except at the beginning of the movie, the main character is like thrown away by a human being into this alley with all the jellicle cats. Yeah. What does Jellicle mean? <laughs> no one knows. Nobody knows. Wait, did we switch over to spoilers? No. I think we should. We got to give our ratings. This movie gets a 1 out of 10. 1 out of 10. I don't think there's anything. I think the the one okay thing about this movie is the performances of like the songs. I don't even think the acting is that good. But even then, it's all brought down by some like really abysmal stuff that I don't think I can I can feel good giving it above a one. And I think like all the songs are bad too. So like even though they're performing them well, like whatever. I liked the the lighting and the cinematography of it actually. I thought it was nicely shot. I I I did like kind of the way they use flattering lighting, edge lighting, the way the way that it was lit. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that it was actually kind of visually appealing in that regard outside of just the special effects. So I think there is merit there. Um, but like you said, outside that just the story is nothing. There just is, are so many inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what's going on. No. The music's not very good in no. my opinion. 
the performances are just whatever. I'm going to give it a two out of 10 just because I, I, it's just boring more than anything. Yeah. It's not even a so bad. It's good movie. Like unless you really have like a drive to see it just to see if it's as bad as everyone says, I don't, don't see it. It's not worth it. There's some funny bits in it. Fun, like unintentionally funny, but well, yeah, yeah, that's a so bad it's good elements, but it's yeah, not but most of it's boring, like, but I don't, it's like, most of it is, yeah, boring. they're too few and far between, yeah. All right, on to spoilers. All right, Jimmy, we're gonna start with the spoiler section. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so gonna be Idris, my new sign off from the <laughs> podcast. Idris Elba's cat might be my favorite part of the movie, just because he's <laughs> he's really funny, but not like on purpose. First of all, why doesn't he just kill him? Yeah, if you're gonna so, just transport them in the boat, just transport them into the water. So he's like he's like the evil cat in the movie, and he can just like make other cats disappear and like reappear on this barge. Why does he have that power? No one knows. Um, but like the first time he does it, Jimmy like leans over to me and is just like, what just happened? <laughs> he's like, we're like, I don't, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. The other thing is, is like, he's somehow more naked than all the other cats. <laughs> like, I think it's cause he's supposed to be like a short haired cat, but he really just looks like almost like a naked Idris elbow with a tail. I didn't really notice, honestly. Okay. Um, and what else about him? I yeah. Whenever he like disappears, he always like snaps and either says like meow or like ha 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 ha. He's gone. I think one time he just says his name when he disappears, like McCavity. <laughs> That's his name, McCavity. Oh my gosh! I gotta um, go to the dentist because of McCavity. <laughs> <laughs> um, Judy Dench Yikes. and Ian McKellen just don't. Good old Duder on it. They, they look like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Ian McKellen looks. I like how Ian McKellen went from playing Gandalf in a Best Picture winning movie, and then now he's <laughs> to in playing cats. a deranged senile cat named Asparagus <laughs> in the worst movie of 2019. Oh my god. Yeah, he, uh, what happened? And he's going both, meow, 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 meow. Both both, <laughs> both of them, like especially Judy Dench. Judy Dench has like this whole introduction, or like she's slowly like you see her silhouette. She slowly walks on walks on. She screen. looks like the cowardly lion. Yeah, <laughs> well, and she she walks on. She just like doesn't. She she looks confused as to where she is. She's like, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> like I I almost feel bad for them. Maybe they don't. Even, they didn't even know what they were doing. <laughs> I'm just imagining Ian McKellen licking out of that bowl. Oh my goodness! All the meows of, of applause. Oh, every time, every time, every time there'd be humans meow or like actors meowing oh in this movie, it was like, <laughs> yeah. There's I, <laughs> I always like to refer back to there's this like there's this post that you can find on the internet of like someone regaling their experience of seeing cats. And my one of my favorite parts of that post is they say that. When, whenever there's cats meowing, he has a fl- fight or flight response that's so hard that he almost ran out of the theater. <laughs> like he was so freaked out by it. It's so bizarre. All the like neck cuddling and oh, proximity. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. So I didn't think there would be like a worse kiss than Ray and Kyle Oren in, in, <laughs> in 2019. But cats, they're spoilers kissing. for Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're, they're not kissing. They're unkissing. But 
Like, because nobody it, actually kisses. It, well, I think it's supposed to be like they're because they're cats. Like, cats yeah. don't kiss. It's just ugh, it's like I their just, way of kissing. Oh my goodness! Especially it's when it's the magician cat and Judy Dench. Just yeah. weird. Judy Dench just talks to the camera at the end of the movie, <laughs> and, and for a like, long remember, time. Remember, cats are not dogs. <laughs> and then we're just like, really, cats aren't dogs. What a surprise! Oh, this movie, boy, to me, I, this is how I explained it afterward. I, I think it's a pretty decent analogy, but I don't. I don't you guys didn't seem to dig it very much. But I was like, it's like a, going to a variety show. But every act is just very mediocre singing for two hours, and it's yeah. re- you. That's really boring. Yeah, and that's what this movie is. Yeah, because I mean, like, because it doesn't build just, on itself. Mm. It's just a bunch of media mediocre singing acts after another for two hours, and then it's over. And that's what this movie is. Yeah, like the one. Only there's, there's <laughs> weird there, sexual. Yeah. Stuff. Oh my god, this movie is so sexual. It's it's like freaky, and I hate it. There's one point where it's like a cat almost has like a toe fetish thing. <laughs> it's really weird. There's yes. a lot of like, yes, like Jason Derulo's song, which we can talk about a little bit more in is, depth. But like, there's there's oh. a lot of sexual stuff in that scene. There's that there's that scene where the moon hits them, and then they're like, they're like they. They're spazzing out, out. Oh my God. and then it just ends. It's oh my gosh! I keep saying oh my gosh, but that's just like my whole thought on this movie. Um, the angelical choice lady is just shunned by them at the beginning. Yeah, and, and then she just really comes explained. back and just sings a song. And like it's Jennifer Hudson, so she's a good singer. And like Memories is probably the one song that if you've ever heard a song from this show, you probably know that one because it is probably the best song. But I like. I don't she has like her her nose is like running with snot the entire movie and it's just like we don't know this character yeah other than that she's just and so the emotional payoff that that song is supposed to like give just isn't there no and then she just floats off into a chandelier air balloon yeah or hot air balloon into See you later. Where, wherever, <laughs> who knows? And that's the point. Like, and that's what Idris Elba wanted. And then he falls and lands on the top of a and doesn't have his statue. powers anymore. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, can't wait to see the cinema sense for this one. Yeah, that's what you should do. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, just watch the cinema since it's going to come out, out and it's going to be like an hour long. <laughs> it's just going to be, like be playing the movie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just with a long extended ding sound over the entire ding, movie. Ding, 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 ding. No, just. Ding. They'll say this movie exists minutes. at the beginning and it'll get like 100 cents. Um, I had like something really good I was going to say. Well, Jason Derulo's song. Like it's is it's just, the most uncomfortable I've been yeah. in a theater since midsummer. And Jason Derulo is just like, yeah, he's, he's just Jason Derulo. His name is Rum Tum Tugger. The milk faucets. <laughs> it's weird. That's very sexual. I'm glad we didn't see the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mice. The oh, yeah. Cockroaches. I think Rebel Wilson's music number might be the worst part of the movie because it's also like the freakiest part of the movie. And then they start eating them. Yeah. Yeah. So the the mice and roaches are also played by people. 
And then Rebel Wilson just eats one of the roaches. So it's like watching no, a person eating eats another multiple. Person. Oh, eats Three multiple. Or four. Okay. So it eats like mul- I don't know why she eats roaches and not the mice, but um there's more roaches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um Yeah, and that whole song Rebel Wilson is not funny in this movie. She's really annoying. She has some of the worst lines in it. Um there's nothing intentionally funny with this movie. No. Like there tries to be. There's like the cat puns and it's like falls so flat everyone in the theater is just like oh my god and I, like we there we were in the theater we were with a group of our friends and we couldn't really tell who all in the theater was there seriously there were a couple groups of old people who were probably there seriously but i don't know how like we were kind of loud for parts of it yeah where we were like making fun of it in Ooh. the theater I'm I'm not gonna apologize. For no, that. I'm not either. If you're there to see, if you're like there at this point to see it seriously, you didn't really want to see it. I guess. No. Um, what else? Yeah, the dog, that was freaky. It was really weird. We were gonna see a person run on screen in like a dog costume. That would have been bad. It it's just, just Scooby Doo from the <laughs> <laughs> from the two thousands movies. <laughs> um, who would have been who would have been the best actor for the dog john travolta yeah. <laughs> bolt. bark bark <laughs> his bolt yeah he was bolt that's right <laughs> oh my goodness i like bolt okay i, I cried it. it's, it's, a good it's movie. definitely better than this movie has to be has there's to be. no way it's worth it has a plot it's better than this movie yeah it, um, it makes somewhat sense. Yeah. It's so weird that Tom Hooper directed this movie. Former Best Picture winner, Tom Hooper. What did he direct? The King's Speech. Oh. He did that. He also did Les Mis, a very popular Didn't movie musical. It. I haven't seen it either. Um, it's like, how did you do this? <laughs> this is going to be one of those movies that like in five years, everyone involved is going to be like, oh, it's the worst movie I've ever made. <laughs> like Five years from now. Well, like. Because they have to James give it some Gordon time. And not, James Corden and Rebel Wilson already threw it out under the bus. Did they? Very uncomfortably at the Academy Awards. Yeah, when they announced the visual effects. What'd they say? I didn't they're, hear this. Well, they dr- came out dressed as cat people, and they're like, being part of cats, we know the importance of special effects. Here are the nominees for best special <laughs> effects. And I was like, yikes, that's kind of offensive. And yeah. then the the like the special effects guild was like, they were very offended by it, obviously, because it I it's not the people who did the visual effects fault. No. That the the design and again, I don't think they're as bad as people say they are. I think it's really just the direction of this movie that makes it awful. I think it was just all the choices. I think they if made. it was if it wasn't so hypersexual and bad, it would oh. The visuals would be more acceptable. I remember what I was wanting to say. I mentioned I've mentioned this to you too. If you look in the background of like any shot in this movie, anything that's out of focus, you can just see cats like writhing around, <laughs> <laughs> like they're just like moving very weirdly, whether it's sexually or just nonsensically. And also, one of my favorite parts of the movie is like whenever one of the cat's songs is done, they just kind of awkwardly run away. Like Jason Derulo does that at the end of his song. <laughs> he just kind of like runs off into the distance and it lingers on the shot too long. And so it's just like really funny. Nice. Yeah. Should we go on a, a better movie now? Yeah. I don't really know what else to say. 
you've probably you guys have probably heard most of it already anyway. Yeah. It's just bad. Don't see it. <laughs> Wait for the cinema sense. Yeah. Wait for the sequel. <laughs> Cats with a Z. Yep. Cats versus dogs. <laughs> I already made that movie. I know. But not by Tom Hooper. Make it into a musical. There you go. Anyway, on to Jojo Rabbit. Well, Holden, now that we get to talk about a good movie. <sighs> Thank God. It's hard to remember this movie after, you know. Suffering through cats. Suffering through the cats and then trying to delete that from your memory while not deleting Jojo Rabbit from your memory. It's, uh, yeah. It is kind of unfortunate that cats, like, is all I've been thinking about over the last <laughs> couple of days because like Jojo Rabbit is significantly better in every single way. Oh yeah. Absolutely uh, every way. <laughs> this will be the non-spoilers again. Uh, this was uh, Academy Award winner for best uh, adapted screenplay mm-hmm. uh, written by Taika Waititi. Also it? directed by him. And also directed. I, was there a co-writer? I can I don't remember. remember. Um, Taika Waititi also um, is in the movie. He plays Adolf Hitler, mm-hmm. um, or at least an imaginary version of Adolf yep. Hitler that exists inside the protagonist's mind. Young Jojo. Young Jojo, a 10-year-old. Um, short synopsis, uh, Jojo is a uh, kind of involved in the Nazi youth, but it this movie takes place during kind of the when the Nazi... The, tide has been turned against the nazis the allies are closing in and it's just kind of this pointless effort to continue mm-hmm. um and that's kind of the setting of this movie i don't think i'm gonna go any farther than that yeah sure it's a satire it makes fun of nazis hitler um that adult uh um ideology mm-hmm. but then it has this very human core and a lot of heart to it as well yeah. and it really plays into that the childlike um, the child mm-hmm. aspect of this film kind of somewhat in the vein of life is beautiful, but in a different regard. There's a lot of comparisons to this movie uh, uh, from this movie to the Wes Anderson movie Moonrise Kingdom. I was um, going to say, not having seen a Wes Anderson movie, this is a ima- what I imagine it would feel like yeah. I was like watching. I was like, it's, this feels like 25% Wes Anderson. Well, direction definitely. Um, and kind of the color palette. Yeah. Um, and kind of the way that this, like the story, like the type of story it is, it's like script wise, it's nothing really like a Wes Anderson movie, but you can definitely see the influence and like Moonrise Kingdom. If you haven't seen it, it very much focuses on like this, uh, uh, like relationship between this young boy and young girl. And it, a lot of that carries over into this movie to the central plot in this movie. So, mm. yeah. Uh, things you want to talk about first, Holden? Um, well, I want to talk about the acting cause I always like doing that. All right. Young Jojo. Very good. Very good. He's really, really good. I don't remember. What's the actor's name? I have no idea. Um, I'll be looking it up while I keep talking though. But um, he's there's like, not only is he funny and like cute, like a, like you would expect like a ten year old in this type of movie to be, but he's also just like there's some like 
emotional stuff in this movie that he sells really, really mm-hmm. well. I agree. And he's like, I think he's a first time actor too. Like this might be his film debut. Yeah, it is. Uh, his name is Roman Griffin Davis. Um, but for like a first timer, he's incredible. I think he's so good. Taika Waititi's great as Adolf yeah. Hitler. He's the funniest part of the movie. He's uh, got- Sam Rockwell. He's got some good stuff, fantastic. too. He's a great character in this movie. Rebel Wilson is hilarious. Yeah. She's got some great lines. I don't typically think Rebel Wilson is funny. Because, like, when I when opening credits happened and, like, I saw she was in it, I had forgotten from the trailer she was in it. I just kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, oh, my gosh. What's his name? Alfie Allen? Alfie Allen. Yeah, who plays um, Theon Greyjoy. Greek. Yeah. In Game of Thrones is in it, yeah, playing good. that same character Pretty again. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, Very of good. course. Uh, Scarlett Johansson has one like a really good actress. scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's good in the whole movie, but there's like one there's scene one in particular. Scene, yeah. yeah. Um, Thomas and Mackenzie. It's the girl. Yep. She's very good. Yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler to say who she is. I wouldn't say anything. Okay. Holden. Okay. Well, Some the, people the, may not the, the young girl in this yeah. movie is played by Thomas and McKenzie. This She's movie good. didn't have a huge release, so people might not have seen the trailer. So the, I, I feel like you would enjoy the surprise elements yeah. of parts of this movie. I thought it was Holden. I thought okay. it was really interesting how like I reading reviews when it first came out, this movie doesn't have a great Metacritic score. Like if you look at it, it's probably in like the fifties. Really? Yeah. And, wow. like, a lot of it is people saying that, like, they didn't balance the satire well enough. Like, some people thought it was, like, offensive. Well, of course people are going to think it's offensive. Yeah. But, like, I don't see it. I don't either. Because I mean, like, I, my thing is, I think people, I think I'll, some critics, not, I won't throw all out of the, I won't throw everybody in this bus. But sure. I think some of the critics for a movie like this, you don't. If it is offensive, you don't want to end up on the wrong side of that. Yeah. So and I'm so like, if they didn't feel safe. particularly strongly about it. Yeah, this movie is a 58 on Metacritic. Which is absurd. Yeah. This, this is movie is so well made. Yeah. Well written, beautifully shot, and just beautifully shot. I mean, yeah. this is gorgeous cinematography. Yeah. The color palette is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, like, it... The color palette really made me think of, like, I guess back then there wouldn't have been, like, tons of color footage and stuff, but it kind of reminds me of, like, propaganda. I didn't get that vibe. Okay. Um, it was just, like, the, the the striking colors, I guess, in a lot of, like, the settings. Yeah, this, I was, think of that. I was thinking it was, it was shot on a Aria Alexa Mini, which is what it looked like to me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you have no idea what that means. No, I don't. Probably it's nobody. It's a camera. Else. It's a camera. The Alexa is a very popular cinema camera. For people out there who do not know, uh, a lot of films are actually shot in 1080p, not 4K, mm-hmm. um, on Alexa cameras because they're uh, the quality is just so good that you would think it's 4K mm-hmm. and the colors and dynamic range and all that. I don't. It doesn't say here if it was shot in. 4K or 1080p, but it wouldn't surprise me. It, I mean, it just looked gorgeous. Yeah, it did. Um, 3.4K. 3.4K. Two, it was, oh, master format was two. So no one a little bit higher than 1080 
It just looks beautiful. Okay, <laughs> it does. Holden. Very technically gorgeous. The color. I could just tell the color was mm-hmm. this yeah. this camera quality. Um, um, the script very tight, very solid, excellently written. Uh, it's it's very funny. I mean, if you've if you've seen any other Taika Waititi movie, it's pretty reminiscent of those in terms of humor. It is like like it is more emotional than most other movies that he's made. In fact, probably any other ones that I've seen um, that he's written and directed. This is probably the most emotional one, but I think all of it works really well. Um, and the humor, I, the humor just works really well with the, with the sadness and stuff of the time because it doesn't shy. It doesn't really shy away from showing like bad stuff happening. Like it does, it does a little bit because it's like an idealized view from like a ten year old's perspective. But there's definitely like bad things that are like hinted at. I think and they're talked imp- about they're in this implied, movie. but they're yeah. not shown. Yeah, they're all implied. Yeah, um, and they're not played off as jokes or anything. Which no. is like, it's not like they make a Holocaust joke. No. Like that would be offensive. But like, there's, I mean, the offensive jokes are offensive to Nazis. Yeah. So I don't understand why you would think like they're literally just making fun of Hitler. Yeah. There's a line where like Taika Waititi is like, oh yeah, everybody, everybody thought I was crazy, you know. Oh, you're going to kill us all, Hitler. You're going to lead us all, you're going to get us all killed. You're crazy. (laughs) Now look at me. And then of course, yeah, he gets them all killed and all that. Yeah. That was pretty funny. All those lines. They're all just making fun of the Nazis. Yeah. I really don't see how like you can see the satire wasn't balanced well. Um, and yeah, the, the emotional moments are impact moments. This movie I, is just so well crafted. I would say it's just the direction is spot on. Cinematography, spot on. The editing is fantastic. Oh, yeah. The score sure. by Michael Giacchino perfectly yeah. complements the movie. In Probably addition, should have been nominated for best original score, in my opinion. In addition, the soundtrack as good i really like that they just use like songs like 19th century songs but they're like german German. the song by german i want to hold your hand yeah they do that with a few different songs Mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty fun because like they're well-known songs so you know what they're saying but they're Mm -hmm. just i mean obviously they're german because it's set in germany um the pacing i thought I wanted to see more of this movie. Like I didn't was, I wasn't like, Oh, they could have cut that out. It was like, Oh, I could have used a little bit more here, mm-hmm. especially with like the Nazi youth stuff towards the beginning. Yeah. I could have used a little, that bit was probably more some of the funniest stuff. Yeah. I would like to see that a little bit more. My probably one big problem with the movie is I think in the middle, it gets caught in a bit of a loop that, yeah, there, it does seem to like cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's definitely like interesting stuff in there and really good stuff in there, but it slows down the movie a little bit. That's probably Just my one little. complaint. Yeah. You ca- yeah. You, Cause a characters kind of go from point A to point B back a little bit to point A and then get back to point B again. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, point A to point B almost back to point A and then a little bit farther from point B, like when they come back, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They grow a little bit more than they had before. I see what you're saying. There's just a little bit of retread character arcs in there. Yeah. Um, very, very good. Definitely worth seeing, especially yeah. if you like um, Taika Waititi satire movies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in World War II, the Nazis at all, if you like yeah. Inglorious Bastards. 
you're probably if you're like a fan of like what we do in the shadows you're probably not going to get quite as much of that uh quote-unquote kiwi humor here with like uh i mean just this the type of writing that like the new zealand comedy kind of has um but it's definitely still just like very well like made by taika mm-hmm. himself so yeah. okay, go ahead give our ratings holden yeah sure you go nine out of ten yeah, that's where I, that's where I'm at too. It's very solid. Nine out of ten. Another great movie from 2019. Another good movie. That, that I'm glad it was nominated for best picture. Yeah, I'm glad they had it some was good too. nominations this year. We did. Yeah, good, good job. Good job, Academy. Good job, filmmakers. Yeah. I mean, the Academy literally couldn't nominate a bad movie for, for best picture this year because there were yeah. so many good movies. We still have yet to see Ford v Ferrari, but yep. maybe we'll see it at some point. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not for the podcast, at least. Um, probably just not. All right, on to spoilers. <laughs> okay. Let me clarify. I don't have anything against Ford v Ferrari. I just don't. I just don't see myself going out of I, my way to see it. I don't either. I'm not like. I think I'm not. I've super heard intri- only great things yeah. about it. I'm not just I'm just like not super interested in racing. If I want to watch a racing movie, which I actually saw this comparison, I want to watch Rush, the Ron Howard movie with Chris Hemsworth. The biopic about Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, that one. No, I think it's like a Formula One racing movie. Yeah, no, I know what the yeah, one you're talking about. Looks good. Yeah. I've heard it great things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Sp- Rush, not Ford V for Spoilers. <laughs> Holden. Uh what are some things we should uh Talk about here. Let's talk about some of the the Nazi youth stuff at the beginning, huh? Yeah, some of those jokes. Um, so Sam Rockwell's character very funny. He's kind of leading like this Nazi youth group, um, giving them some training, I guess. <laughs> I love how he just keeps getting demoted from things. Yeah, <laughs> due to reckless behavior. He literally like, yeah, and then eventually dies. Can't get farther demoted than that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I like it. Sam Rockwell does just such a great job in this and three billboards just playing kind Racists. of racists. Yeah. But, and then very redemptive characters though mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. No, Sam Rockwell's a good actor, man. Yeah. And he, he sells the comedy very well. Yeah. And he also sells the heart. Yeah. Well, I really mm-hmm. liked, I, I liked the, them throwing grenades. I mean, that's kind of a catalyst for, uh, some of the plot in this movie, but that scene where he's like telling th- how to throw grenades, that's pretty good. <laughs> Just everything. I loved all the Heil Hitlers. Heil Hitler. Oh, yeah. Heil Hitler. oh, yeah. Stephen Merchant. I forgot to say he was in this movie. Heil Hitler. <laughs> I liked I liked that bit in that scene where <laughs> everyone's just saying Heil Hitler to everybody. Yeah, to everybody. Oh, Hitler. Oh, Hitler. That was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Heil Hitler. Yeah, if you Stephen Merchant, he's in like one scene in this movie. You may know him. He voiced Wheatley in Portal Two, which is what I know him best from, and he's I really love him from that. But he's also in like he's in Logan, he's in other he's in the UK Office. I think he's the Jim character. I don't know. Or wait, no, that's Martin Freeman. I don't know. Morgan Freeman. No, I don't know. He's he's in that though. <laughs> he's one of the he's in the original British office. He's in other stuff too. Good good comedian. Um so there's that. I thought his face wasn't as, de- as deformed as it should have been. 
Yeah, uh, the JoJo's. Yeah, case. yeah. Uh, I mean, unless they just wanted to. I don't really play the joke. I mean, it didn't bother me no. super like so much, but like I don't understand that because like, so a grenade. Did, blew did you up see in Ready Player One? No. Okay, so Ready Player One and the second season of Punisher. Very two very different things, but if you've seen them both, you'll know what I'm talking about. They both have characters in them that like you're supposed to be like, oh, they're like. They're like hideous, like mm-hmm. they're deformed, but they just like in Ready Player One, one person just has like a birthmark on her face. The character that you're supposed to feel bad for. It's not even like it's like a slight discoloration. And then in Punisher season two, he just has like some scarring. And like it's not I don't I, like I don't really get why. Unless it was just think poke, unless it was just like intentionally not supposed to be that jarring. And that could like, be I kind of got that vibe, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that didn't quite land for me i guess yeah um taika watiti as hitler yeah that was jumps great. out a window jumps out the that window. was pretty funny <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest parts <laughs> i thought that was pretty great i loved it I've, when he went into like the hitler like uh, speech voice and he just started yelling things and just making yeah. very <laughs> exaggerated hand gestures I, I like how he shows up at the end of the movie with, like, a bullet wound in his head. Because <laughs> it's after Hitler had shot himself. <laughs> so he shot <laughs> That was pretty good. And he's acting as, like... He didn't even shoot himself, right? He had to make someone else do it, apparently. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Regardless, he got shot in the head. <laughs> Hitler did get shot in the head. Um... Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, his character, just in general, was probably the funniest. It was probably the most, like inconsequential character i guess but like it was pretty good and that was a clever way of doing like the inner conflict yeah we've seen so many movies and games ad astra and control (laughs) whereas you have these inner monologues that just kind of detract from the narrative in my opinion in a lot of ways this added to it and it was clever and it was kind of cool seeing the parallels in his growth away from being a Nazi as well as just the Nazi regime literally ending. Yeah. So like And his other friend out. just being this naive little Nazi. Yeah, and he's just like Boy, it's sure a tough time to be a Nazi. I loved him. <laughs> he, he was so cute. He was just a cute little fat kid. <laughs> uh, I'm your cute little fat kid now, huh? Hold yep. On. Sure are. <laughs> um Probably, honestly, maybe the funniest bit in the movie is when Rebel Wilson attaches the grenade to the kid's back and is like, oh, go give the American a hug. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been the funniest bit. Yeah. um, The uh, Scarlett Johansson scene where she's acting as the father is excellent. Really good. And that's like, some people are like, like why did why was she nominated for this movie? It was probably that scene that got her the nomination for this movie. I mean, she's good in the whole movie. She's really good at like hiding this stuff from her son, but like yeah, I don't know. I'm like curious. I guess I knew like that there was a like a Jewish girl living in the walls, but I wonder if like watching it again if I would notice stuff before that reveal. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, they should, they walk by the resistance. It's True. just like they're doing what they could. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that there's a Jewish girl on the walls now. Yeah. We hadn't reached that point yet, but now here we are. We're talking about it. 
Yeah, she's very good. Thomas and Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. I, the relationship between her and Jojo is probably one of the best parts of the movie. Just because she, I don't know, it, she is such just like a teasing older sister to him. Mm-hmm. Even from the start, like she's just like messing with him. And it's really funny because I do that with my younger brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And it's, I mean, it's honestly probably a similar age difference to me and my youngest brother so like she was like 10 years older 11 years older yeah i'm eight years older than him that's so. not 10 or 11 okay well it's then. similar well the actress is only like 18 well 19. she was supposed to be playing someone older wasn't was she? she i thought she was she just got like engaged. her aged yeah but it was like it's like old 19th or 20th century germany i don't 20th know 20th century fox yeah 20th century studios. I just assumed she was probably like 19 or 20. Um, okay, Holden, I'm sorry. Yeah. How about I you didn't just like, assume her age, okay? Okay, fine. Anyway, but like it it was just like I I under like I felt that connection because I have had that connection with my youngest brother. Shout out to Logan Sutter. There you go. <laughs> what else do you want to say about that? Um, yeah, their relationship's very good. I mean, it's a little predictable, the arc, mm-hmm. but I, it's a worthwhile arc, and I like how they played it into the sibling yeah. thing. I liked that they were... I, I liked that he was writing that book, mm-hmm. the expose on, on Jews and whatnot. I thought that was really funny mm-hmm. and how that kind of played out. And I, I liked... Uh, probably my favorite scenes between them. It's funny because it's true. The guy <laughs> reading it. Oh, yeah. Uh I, my favorite scenes between them were probably the scenes where he's like trying to be a very serious like like interview like interviewing her and she's just like giving him what he wants to hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, Sam Rockwell's character being rede- uh, being uh, the redemptive character arc, um, kind yeah. of um, vouching for her papers um, in that one moment of tension with the the gestapo yeah i like you know the gestapo oh i think i heard someone in the wall come check it out you know <laughs> almost call sort of thing it was just mold behind the fridge that's the same thing same thing over and over you know <laughs> um i liked yeah and i and then he's like also strongly hinted at to be gay um with, with alfie allen's character. oh yeah it was like a moment where they almost kiss <laughs> It was very funny. Um, uh, what else? Oh, when when Jojo finds his mom dead, yeah. that was that shit hit. Sad. Mm. Just his reaction. That was what I was talking about. Non spoilers with he, like how like he reacted to that. And it was he tries so to tie the shoe and he can't, and he just yeah. hugs her. Yeah. That was so cute. I'm I'm getting more sad about it thinking about it right now. And just the shot, how it was Ugh. set up. Yeah. Very impactful. And then the end, the action and the um the satire again. Yeah. Sam I like Rockwell coming through again. I like the sets of the city being having been destroyed. I thought the set design there was really good. Um I don't know. I don't know what else what all to say about this movie. What are we forgetting? Um I think I mean just again, overall, well crafted. Yeah. 
just very polished throughout. Yeah. I like, I have a hard time thinking that anyone listening to this will be offended by the movie in any way. Just because I, I have more trust in our listeners to figure out that it's not like making fun of any like groups that were like affected. I, I honestly like one. I like, I, off the top of my head, I could not think of a compelling reason why someone would, thinking through this, would legitimately have a yeah. good argument for why this would be an offensive movie. Yeah, it's like, it's it's making fun of Nazis unless you're a Nazi. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry that the Nazis were terrible people. Yeah. Like, okay, you're gonna defend the Nazis. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. There you have it. Taika Waititi eats a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that part. That was pretty funny. Um, anything else? Or are we going on? Hold. I think that's it. I think you guys should see this movie. Well, we're in the spoilers, so yeah. Hopefully, oh, yeah. you saw it. <laughs> Even if you haven't, see it. Strong, strong recommendation. Yep. All right. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, do you want to go first? Because I want to look up and remember what movies I watched this week. Um, well, I don't have a lot to add here. I guess I've just been student teaching, so I watched. Uh, we had I did a Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. uh, unit thing. It was four days. It was a four day week because it was a President's Week mm-hmm. here in the United States, and Lewis and Clark are big explorers so i had them go on an adventure certainly i had this choose your own adventure style organ trail-esque game thing that they played they enjoyed that it was just a lot of fun did like uh studying animals and did some activities with that Mm. very engaging exciting thing we did a virtual reality tour of fort mandan where lewis and clark stayed the winter in 1804 and 1805 and met sacagawea or sacagawea depending on how you'd like to pronounce it so doing some fun exciting things in this classroom wow yeah so um in addition to that just getting hyped for minnesota twins baseball Mm -hmm. i know you don't care but spring training officially started that's the preseason wow for baseball twins played uh their first game on television today Mm -hmm. they played a couple before that and they're just they don't really matter but it's just fun to see baseball up and going the twins hopefully will be very good this year fingers crossed i'll cross my fingers for you too they've been just not great in my life (laughs) i'm so Fingers crossed. Yeah. I want to see them win one playoff game at least in my that life. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll support that. Um, is that it for you? That's it for me, Holden. All right. Well, so I watched uh, a movie this week called Death at a Funeral. Have you heard of this movie? I've heard of this movie. Okay. It's um, So originally it was a British comedy uh, directed by Frank Oz. The mm-hmm. Frank mm-hmm. Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like it's very bizarre because <laughs> I was looking at like his director filmography and like this is like one of the only live action because he did a lot of like Muppet stuff and like I think he was he the one that directed Dark Crystal or did Jim Henson direct that I know they were I feel both like involved it's Jim Henson I don't know I couldn't I won't yeah what do you I know, wouldn't change my life on that um but anyway uh it, this is like one of the only live action movies he did but it's like this comedy. Um, starring a bunch of 
actors, but among them Peter Dinklage is in it. Mm. Uh, this is like 2007. <clears throat> so uh, pre-Game of Thrones Peter Dinklage. But uh, post-elf Peter Post-elf Peter Dinklage. So, somewhere in so what, what threw him to stardom? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Peter Dinklage. Uh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember. It's famous. What he's movies? a pretty famous actor. Uh, I'm just going to look him up. Um, wow. You don't trust I don't me? trust you, Jimmy. Um, anyway, it's like, it's this funny comedy. It's, it's got British, classic British humor. If you like British humor, you'll think it's funny. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just a funny movie. And as the name implies, there is a, a death happens at a funeral. Um, it's just kind of this family that, uh, it's a, it's a large family that doesn't always get along that classic trope. What's the actor's name? Oh, Alan Tudyk. You know Alan Tudyk? Yes. You could have just said Rogue One, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think that. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Anyway, Alan Tudyk is the best part of the movie, though, because he gets, like, drugged up in the movie early on in the movie. He gets accidentally, like, this really strong drug. And so he, he arrives at the funeral, and he's just, like, freaking out at everything that's happening and like the funeral procession starts happening and he's like the casket's moving (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny um yeah i i I recommend the movie alan alan tudyk plays uh k2 so yeah he's the voice uh, rogue one the droid he's also just in a lot of other things he's more than the voice hole in he was actually firefly he was there he was there on stilts and a mocap suit hole and give him more credit than that he walked on sand to the stilts. Give the man credit did for he? being on set. Did, yes. I didn't know he actually did that. All good yeah. for him. Good for uh, him. Then they probably cut half of that He's from a good the actor. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good actor. I like him. Um, yeah, so I uh, watched that. I watched, I rewatched the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix because I had to for my class. Still a really good documentary. If you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend it. Um I've been finishing Gravity Falls. I've been watching this show for a long time uh, with my girlfriend. Um, and we're, I think, six episodes away from the end. And the plot's getting really good, especially for an animated like Disney show. It's very well written. It's also very self-aware, which I like. Um, I recommend it. It also connects to Rick and Morty in some weird ways because both are friends. And it's strongly implied they take place in the same universe. Um, and... As far as video games, I've been playing a little bit more Doom 3. Who my my dad still is upset that I called him out last week for thinking that having a flashlight separate from a gun is a is is a bad thing. Scott Sutter, it's not that big of a deal. Calm down. Quit trying to ruin the podcast. Yeah, jeez. Okay? Um, but I've also been playing some like mods for Half Life 2. Now that I've got Windows on my computer, I can run a lot of them, and that's a lot of fun because Mac OS does not run a lot of mods, so. I have that opportunity now. It's pretty fun, especially since Half-Life 2 is like my favorite game. So, yeah, I think that's it for me. Good times. Good About times to show, Holden. I think so. Um, Next week, I was wrong. Next week is not Onward, the Pixar movie. That's in two weeks. Two weeks. Next week is The Invisible Man. All right. So, Lee Winnell, my man. So we'll be watching my that. Man. My man. <laughs> um, Next week is also that... Peter Pan Wendy movie I, I had told you about I think was on my anticipated movies list but I doubt that'll get a release here so I'll just watch that sometime hopefully see it because it looks good it's also a good director so those movies never land man wow 
<laughs> reuse your joke. Hey. Say it again, why don't you? Those movies never land. Just Those as funny. Peter Pan movies. Yeah, so we'll do Onward in two weeks if you're excited for that But you know, if they have Pixar a good movie. hook, they might get my attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they just tinker with some of the plot what? elements. Like oh, tinker. Tinker Bell. Okay. Uh, yeah. Man, wow. I'm hungry for some Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, um, yeah, so. Are there any other characters in that movie? Uh, I haven't seen Peter Pan in a long time. I also haven't seen The Invisible Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I saw The Invisible Man this week. Or did we? Man, I'm glad we just used that joke now so we can't next week. Well, I'll say it better next week. All right. Don't Um, forget, it's going to be a week in between. So there's been, uh, I know a lot of people that have been talking about recommending movies. Uh, Please do that. I think we're going to have a couple weeks within the next month or two that we're going to need recommendations. We're going to need them. We we need them. We need you. We need the recommendations. Um, At this point, yeah, just just do it. We got one more movie on the docket, but we'll need more after that. So Um, social media, do that stuff. Facebook, Twitter. Feel free to recommend any of the Saw movies. Yeah. We'd watch those again. Do not do the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. It's bad. I do not want to sit through that. Let's do it. Uh, Come um, on. If if we get recommended that, we're gonna do it for Christmas. We're not gonna do it until Christmas next this next year. Yeah, we're not gonna be still going then. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we gotta do it old. Anyway, buckle up. We're doing it. Uh, we, went, we did cats. It. We can do that. I feel like I'd like cats more than I like that. I don't think you would. Oh, definitely. I've seen definitely. 20 minutes of the Christmas of the, uh, it's, I guess the holiday special. I've seen Does 20 minutes a of the holiday special. N- not really. It's mostly just Wookiees talking to each other, but you can't understand them. So it's just like, <laughs> and then you're just like, okay. Uh, that's another the, thing about, I know Wookie- we're done reviewing cats, but here's my other thing about cats. I couldn't understand like a third of the things they were saying too. Yeah. It was like, it's really hard when the plot, the plot quote unquote revolves on song when you can't understand the singing. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next week. And until then be the jellical choice and float into God knows where. Meow. <laughs> Love you.